Hello everyone and welcome back to BoJack HorsePod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today we will be talking about BoJack Horseman Season 2, Episode 4, After the Party. I am Kirsten McGinnis, joined as always by Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? Doing really well. I liked this episode a lot, especially in terms of the structure. I feel like it's kind of the first time that we're really playing with it and I really liked it. What did you think? This episode was so fun. I enjoyed it immensely. And then at the final scene of the episode, it brought a tear to my eye. It had everything. It had everything. Yeah. Yeah. Solid episode. Very good. We got very positive feedback about the episode from people who wrote in. So I think this is going to be a good one. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, as if there was any doubt, they're all good ones when you've got (laughs) you and me, baby. true. It's true. (laughs) I was just saying before we came on here, I just edited the episode with Modi Gregorian from last week and comedy gold in there. That was so much fun. I know it hasn't obviously dropped at the time of recording this, but I already know rave reviews came in for <laughs> Modi Fresh 24, my friend and yours. Yes, yes. No, that was so much fun. So I'm glad that we're kind of hitting a second really good episode in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was funny. One of the comments we got, I can't remember who wrote in, it might have been Ariel, was saying like, oh, we're about halfway through the second season, really getting into its stride. And I was like, what? How are we halfway through the second season? Not quite, but definitely getting there. One third of the way through the second season, let me tell you, okay? And let me explain how fractions work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they they do go very quickly with only 12 episodes in a season. Yeah, like we're going to be done BoJack so much faster than we think. But I, the nice thing about there not being that many episodes of BoJack is I feel like if we needed to take like a break between seasons or if we wanted to do something else between seasons, like we can do that. Yeah. We have definitely. the ability. We have some flexibility. Maybe we should take like a summer hiatus. Whoa. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see how we, we feel. Honestly, we might have to when Love Island, Too Hot to Handle, and River Daryl are all <laughs> on at the same time. And maybe and like Big, Big Brother. Brother. Yeah. Yeah. We might oh we God. might have to take a, a break at that point. <laughs> good Lord. Oh no. Summer vacation. And oh my God. Anyways, vaccine corner. What's update yes. in Ontario, Lindsay? Oh my God. So by the time people are hearing this, unless something terrible happens and my appointment gets canceled, by the time people are hearing this, I will have been vaccinated. Something we have been talking about since literally the first episode of this podcast. I can't believe it's happening. It's happening. I worked so hard, so hard to get an appointment. It's really a mess in Ontario trying to get an appointment, but I did manage to get one and it was among the most joyous moments of my life. I am certain I will cry when it happens, but yeah, really, really wonderful. I need you to be texting me throughout the process of getting vaccinated so that I can also cry for you when it happens. <laughs> Not crying yet. Approaching bench. Now crying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then a tear, a, a tear, a single tear will fall. I'll send you a selfie of me crying. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Yeah, I'll take a picture of the tear stained consent form. Not a tear stained consent form. <laughs> <laughs> mm, oh my God. Okay. Anyway, so BC still no, no vaccine update. This week it was all like, oh, 18 and up can register. And I was like, no, this is the same register. So they'll tell you when you can register that I completed weeks ago. No, no. I was going to ask you you. if you had gotten a chance to register yet, but obviously you have. Yeah. Rude. Rude ass. It's fine. It's uh, it's really a mess up here. I feel like we were so smug and now look at us. 
Mm, yeah. Well, and it's here's the thing, okay? Listen, I know we've got American listeners to this podcast, but Canada was like ordering all the vaccines. We were ordering so many, everyone would be able to get vaccinated like five times. And then it was like, cool, we'll use all we need to vaccinate Canadians and then we'll send it to like other countries that are having trouble getting vaccines. Cool. Because America was like, mm, COVID's not real. We don't need these vaccines. It's <laughs> fine. But then they decided to have governance for the first time in at least four years. And then they were like, oh, actually, we need these vaccines. And then all these big pharma companies are like, well, of course, we'll give the vaccines to America. Now we can't <laughs> and we're going to do a really good job of like actually getting vaccines into arms. And they're yeah, they way were ahead like, of hey, us. You know what? <laughs> How about we put vaccines into arms concept? So I guess like after all of America's done, it'll get easier for the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. Something like, I can't remember what it was. It's something like uh, 10 countries in the world are using like 80% of vaccines. But, and, but like, here's the thing is I would take not being able to get vaccinated literally this year if it meant that mm-hmm. these vaccines would go to India where they're like actually in a apocalypse uh, yeah. level situation. Uh, yeah, that's exactly the word. Like, oh my god, like, apocalypse! Literally, yeah. I would be like, I, that's, "That's fine. I can just wait forever. I'll stay mm-hmm. home. It's fine. If it means even one person doesn't have to die on the hallway, hospital floor, yeah, or get turned away oxygen. from the hospital." Like, yeah, <sighs> we complain about not getting vaccinated, but could be much worse. Yes, we are extremely lucky. So. Anyways, okay, back to BoJack. That's the yeah. COVID corner. Now that we're depressed. <laughs> now, now, you know what? You can't get depressed if you stay depressed, okay? Exactly. That's what so I keep what saying. So this episode starts with Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane are getting out of the car to go into their house at the end of Diane's birthday. They have had an amazing birthday. Mr. Peanut Butter has given her a perfect day. They, what, where, what did they go to? They kept saying it over and over and I didn't yeah. write it down any time. <laughs> Neither did I. I can't remember. It was like a conversation with like a bunch of women or something. I don't know. But yeah, they said it so many times you'd think I would have caught it. Yeah, I really thought you were going to write it down. So I felt like (laughs) I didn't have to. But now... Women on the Wall, an exploration of gender in text and media. Barbara Kruger and Jenny Holzer in conversation with Helen Molesworth. Incredible. They had a great time. They loved it. And Mr. Peanut Butter is like oh but is like is there anything else that you could want and she's like no I had a perfect day now I just want to go to bed and listen to this weird radio marathon thing that's happening throughout the episode I don't remember what it's called I can't it's fine prairie home companion I think prairie home companion (laughs) and then color her shocked when they open the door and Mr. Peanut Butter has also thrown a surprise party with like a hundred people and she's clearly furious yeah, she she repeatedly says, like, anything else would be overkill. This was a perfect day. You gave me the best birthday. Please don't do anything more than this. And he's like, but are you sure? And she's like, yes. I'm like, okay, well, here's a surprise party. So my favorite thing about this party is the banner that says, happy birthday, Diane, and use a pretty font. Yeah. <laughs> um, I- yeah, I think they did something really similar at the wedding that was, like, peanut butter is one word or something like that yeah well and the the great thing about this is that there is a recurring bit on this show where banners get reused but it'll be like crossed out and something Mm -hmm. else will be written over it so I'm just really excited to see what's going to get written over this banner at some point there used to be this website called cake rex 
And it used to be like, it was basically just a blog devoted to people sending in pictures of their cakes where people had done something like this, where it was like, you know, and underline this word. And then they would just like write out and underline this word. There is an extended version of this bit on an episode of Superstore as well. And it ends up, it's like, like six cakes in a row with like tiny font on it. (laughs) (laughs) Like they really took that bit to the limit. And it's very funny. Again, if you have not watched Superstore yet, what are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. You don't Person's even have to wait show. for the end. It's just, it's just done. Yeah, I do. I think I might have walked it back. It might be my second favorite sitcom. Brooklyn Nine Nine is probably still better. It's so good. I just really wish Brooklyn Nine Nine wasn't about cops. I know. I wish these amazing characters like, had a different job. Put them <laughs> in a post office. Just literally, Brooklyn Nine Nine could just start a season, and they're all suddenly in, working in a post office. And what if they were working in a superstar. <laughs> I wish you could see my face right now. that brilliant like (laughs) groundbreaking incredible yes (laughs) they're just working in a big box store it's perfect it's never been done oh god not former cops yeah oh my god okay wow (laughs) we've really tapped into something here (laughs) trademark this idea 2021 Lindsay wilson someone needs to write that fan fiction crossover (laughs) (laughs) i would read it wow okay um, okay. Is this a crossover episode? <laughs> yeah. Erica, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, I love Erica. <laughs> I don't know. I've got concerns about Erica. Yeah, true. We've discovered that she's not allowed to like be around children and also something terrible happened to her in Prague or something. Yeah, I think that maybe she's bad. Okay, so then we get a thing that's like two hours later and Diane is f- screaming at Mr. Peanut Butter. They've obviously gotten into a fight. Everyone is uncomfortable and people are just leaving the party. Like it's hemorrhaging guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Diane is screaming like, you never listen to me. Why can't you just believe me? He is dead. We come to find out that it is Tony Curtis that she is being like, he's dead. And uh, yeah, it's a very, very large argument. <laughs> Yeah, and I, it's, you know, it's just one of those examples of, you know, when you are dating someone or married to someone, little things sometimes represent bigger things. <laughs> it's not about Tony Curtis. Yeah, and so Bojack t- pulls Wanda away because they're going to a prior engagement party. Um, yeah. <laughs> Princess Carolyn's like, uh, I'll drive Todd home. And then we get, the rest of this episode is broken up into the Princess Carolyn and Todd, then Bojack and Wanda, and then Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter, which is a really fun way to do this episode specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, th- I thought this structure works so well in this episode. And it's kind of like that thing we do sometimes where we're like, oh, should we just like knock out the Todd story? But this time they really, I don't know, it just works so well, I think. They said, let's knock out the Todd story. Yeah, <laughs> right at the beginning. And so... We start, Princess Carolyn is driving Todd home and says, I give them three months because yeah. obviously Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane are fighting. And she also says, if Tony Curtis died, I think I'd know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Todd's like, I don't want to start a fight with you, but is he dead? Yeah. Tony Curtis famously is dead. And at this time was dead, passed away in mm-hmm. 2010. So yeah. before Bojack ever existed, <laughs> Tony Curtis was dead. Yes, Diane was right. And yeah, Diane was like just clearly right. And here's the thing, okay? If Tony Curtis was alive, he would have voiced his own self on this show, okay? <laughs> Esteemed character actor Tony Curtis. No, not a character, not, not even a character actor. Actually, no, he'd be too famous. He'd be too famous to be on the show. Fair. I got that backwards. I said that exactly backwards. Someone else <laughs> be would be famous. voicing him. He's too famous. Just like a storied career. 
I barely know anything apart from Some Like It Hot. Some Like It Hot. I'm going through the IMDb and I'm like, I want to watch all this stuff. I want to watch Operation Petticoat from 1959. What's that? <laughs> it's a good name. Right? The Perfect Furlough. I'm interested. What does that mean? Stay tuned to find out. Trapeze from 1956. Sounds fun. No Room for the Groom, 1952. I'm listening. (laughs) Nothing but hits for Tony Curtis. How to Smuggle a Hernia Across the Border. Short film from 1949. That's the name of a short film? Yeah. It's pretty long for short film. Yeah. (laughs) Longer than the duration of the film. Six Bridges to Cross, 1955. Like these, all of these sound great. I would watch any and all of these. Tony Curtis marathon. It would take days and days. <laughs> These daring young men in their jaunty jalopies. <laughs> That's a great one. That's a thing that exists that we would never have known about. Description for those daring young men in their jaunty jalopies, 1969. Its original title was Monte Carlo or Bust. I think they should have <laughs> stuck with the original title. Um, the description <laughs> is an international car rally across Europe is complicated by smuggling, cheating, love at first sight, etc., 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 etc. What comes after that? I, I don't know. I want to watch it. Yeah. Two hours and five minutes, which I feel like is long for a movie from 1969. Yeah, that's long for any movie. <laughs> Probably could cut 30 minutes out of that easy. This movie looks incredible. <laughs> We see you, Tony Curtis. I I might is pay three ninety nine to watch it. I want to know what the et cetera, et cetera is. If anyone <laughs> knows more about those daring young men and their jaunty jalopies, please let us know. <laughs> jaunty Jordan Kalish. <laughs> jaunty Jordan Kalish. Not that. Uh, <laughs> incredible. Okay. So while driving, Princess Carolyn almost hits a woman walking with her child. And this child is very obviously the top child in Vincent adult man (laughs) I think I think we've got confirmation here that Vincent is three children stacked in a trench coat yeah Todd instantly is like I don't know people say all the time and I look just like the prince of Cordovia or the guy from the Guten Bourbon ads (laughs) just one of those faces he just has one of those faces and Princess Carolyn sees this and immediately is like, oh my God, that's why I've never met Vincent's family, why I've never been back to his place, why I've never met his friends. He has a secret family. <laughs> and then she they, she like pulls a U-turn, goes back to her house for a drink, makes Todd come with her and is like t- calling him, screaming at him on the phone. Like, it's like you're three different people. <laughs> Yeah, it's truly hilarious that she sees this kid and is like, oh, obviously it's his secret son, like, rather than realizing. Like, I, mean, I love how they drag to be out. fair, she has been on a cruise with this person. It is much more likely that the person who's gone on a cruise with has a secret family than is three children stacked on top of each other in a trench coat. You know what? You make a great point. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair. But one thing I really like is Todd is, like, playing with the scratch post in Princess Carolyn's <laughs> apartment. I love that too. Um, and suddenly there's a knock on the door. Princess Carolyn. It's yeah. It's Vincent. And Princess Carolyn's like, you have to leave. Vincent has a terrible temper. He has tantrums. I don't know what he could do if he found you here. And she's like, but also stay close because if he finds me alone, who knows what he could do? <laughs> yeah. And she makes Todd like shimmy down the drain pipe and go wait in the car. Yeah. Todd's like, you're lucky I love shimmying. <laughs> so Todd's waiting in the car and I guess we could just go through the Todd in the car part sure yeah. he's bored on his phone he's talking basically to like the assistant in the phone uh, he has one question which is how many ounces are in a barrel 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of any more he questions. Can't, and he's like, that. okay, that's it. I rest my case. He goes, do you have any questions for me? The phone asks, what is love? He describes mm-hmm. love. She says, are we in love? And he's like, ugh, no. Then we find out Princess Carolyn's work phone has also been in the car. And that phone is in love with Todd's phone. Make us kiss. Yeah. They make Todd kiss the phones. And then an update comes up on Todd's phone being like, oh, yes, there's an update to patch an error that allows phones to fall in love with each other. And it starts with like, oh, don't update her. Do not update her. Oh, my God. And then turns to, no, I know love now. And love is pain. And please update me. Todd updates the phone love is dead (laughs) yeah truly like mr todd's wild death coaster here where it's like we go from discovering love to then realizing that love is pain and not wanting to be in love within the span of like 30 seconds yeah it was like that was it was a lot but i do respect that they didn't go with todd falling in love with his phone yes yes very fair they did do something like this on big mouth i don't know if you ever watched that show I actually haven't watched that show, but it is on my list to watch. There's simply too much TV. Yeah, that's the thing. There's simply too much TV. But that is one storyline they briefly have where Nick becomes like obsessed with his phone, which is voiced by Chelsea Peretti. And I love Chelsea Peretti. <laughs> Speaking of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay, okay. I do need to, I need to watch that. Yeah, I feel like the most recent um, season was like one of their best ones. Really how many like seasons of that show are there? Four. And they're, they're short. And Not where even. can I watch it in Canada? Netflix. Okay, that's doable. That's doable. Okay. Yeah, it's like they're they're short and uh, some of the episodes are very, very good. Good to know. Okay, so back to Princess Carolyn. Vincent Adultman is not at the door. Kevin is at the door. <laughs> he promises there's an explanation for this. Yeah, he says his father, Vincent, is looking for parking. And then he's like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom and just like knows exactly where it is. Yes, and... Now they've done, they're doing like a two dates to the prom situation (laughs) with Vincent Adultman and Kevin, who is just the top human in Vincent Adultman. Yeah. So we have to assume that like there are other children waiting for this con, like that he's managed to get his other, you know, team members in on this. And I think that, I mean, they're probably not siblings. Yeah, I don't think so. So at least minimum two sets of parents were like negligent to the point that their children were able to go on a cruise with Princess Carolyn. (laughs) Yeah, with an adult. Yeah. Yeah, with an adult cat who thinks that they're dating. Yeah, very weird. And yeah, so it just goes back and forth. And it's like, first they're taking turns in the bathroom. And then Princess Carolyn makes a comment about like, oh, I've never seen you two in the same room. And then he puts Vincent on the couch, but like reading the newspaper to hide his face. She's like, this isn't a time to read the newspaper paper they put a bowling ball where the head would be with a towel over it (laughs) wiping his Um, face with the towel i said this is so absurd and then finally kevin is gone vincent is there with chocolate all over his face and princess carolyn's like but i gave the chocolate to kevin and he's like uh yeah and he ate the chocolate and it got in his face and then i kissed him on the mouth and now the chocolate's on (laughs) my face yeah finally this is a bridge too far but it's truly incredible that at no point did she say like okay i finally have caught on to what's happening here yeah she's just kind of like what are we doing he says um being (laughs) grown-ups and she's like this isn't real she's over love she doesn't believe in it anymore and they break up finally Mm-hmm. I feel like we should stop down on the Twitter poll that I put up the other day. <laughs> yes, I would like to point out, and like I actually forgot, like when I when I saw this Twitter poll, I was like, why is this getting brought up right now? Because I totally forgot this episode. But <laughs> we did a poll, okay? Is Vincent yes. Adultman three children or a trench coat loving adult man? And to the thirty nine percent of you that said adult man. <laughs> 
stop yeah. it i know you're trolls i know that you are all trolls and that you did that just to mess with us and get a reaction well here's the reaction how stupid do you look now okay <laughs> Oh, my God. Adult man was winning for a a distressing portion of the poll. Like, look at your life. Look at your choices. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Amazing. Truly amazing that this is what happened. But yeah, yeah, we just had to know. I had to know what side people came down on. But I am glad that three children ultimately pulled ahead. It did not pull enough ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So everyone, look at your life. Look at your choices and see how wrong you were. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then the episode, oh, and Princess Carolyn goes to, like, take Todd home, and it it basically says, like, oh, love isn't real. I was a fool to ever believe in it. And Todd's like, I don't know. I think love is real, because he just saw the phones, like, be in love. (laughs) She, like, tells him and also says, like, and also Tony Curtis is dead. (laughs) Yeah, which, good to get that confirmation. Then we get the Wanda and Bojack storyline, which Wanda is back. Took an episode off, but she's here. Yeah, like, I I think this, like, further supports the idea that these episodes were probably flipped. Like, it would make so much more sense. No, I actually think they weren't flipped now after this episode. Oh, why? Um... We'll get we'll get to it when we get to it. We'll we'll, okay. we'll get to it. But I I do love when we disagree. Spicy. Mm-hmm. I saw a thing this week that was like, how can an Enneagram one handle working with an Enneagram eight? And it was like this whole Instagram story of like resources to make it work. And I was like, <laughs> wait, Lindsay and I are so functional. I don't understand. We don't need your resources. But I do feel like it could definitely be one of those things where like over time, like the little things just like pick away at you, and eventually you're gonna like explode at me and be like. <laughs> All of these things are a problem. And I'm going to be like, what? I thought we were fine. What? <laughs> yeah, explosions are not really my usual. Like, Surf's up, dude. And you're going to be like, <laughs> you messed up all of these things and I'm sick of it. And I'm going to be like, whoa, why didn't you tell me like at the first thing? And you're going to be like, I didn't realize. It's going to be horrible. Uh- I was extremely interested to know if you were still going to say Surf's Up by the time the whatever episode oh, from last week Surf's dropped. Up has taken off, okay? Oh my God, people are into thing. it. People, okay, some people like it. Some people, notably Puya, really hates it, which makes me <laughs> like it more, okay? And it's great because there's like multiple contexts where you can be like, oh, hey, Surf's Up, dude. Or you could be like, if you're mad at someone, you'd be like, ugh, surf's up, buddy. Like, surf's up. Or you could be like, surf's not up. Surf's not up. Surf's oh, my down. God. I'm not convinced. I'm not totally convinced. I, but, uh, no, surf's up is here. Like, we're here. We're saying surf's up. Get used to it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it, I think it works. I And you know what? If anyone thinks it doesn't work, let me know on Twitter at Bojack Horsepod why it doesn't work and I will let you know why you're wrong. Okay. There you go. I was sitting here being like, why did no one send us a five star review that has Surf's Up in it? And then I was like, oh, right, because that has not happened yet. <laughs> yeah, well, Surf's Up, buddy, to anyone who hasn't left us a review. <laughs> I feel like buddy is a word that should be friendly, but it never sounds friendly. Like anyone who says buddy earnestly, I'm like, you've got to look mm-hmm. at your life and choices and stop doing that. Yeah. So being from New Brunswick, a lot of people use buddy all the time and I'm not a fan. No, I'm only going to be like, like, frick you, buddy. Yeah. When they're yeah. truly not my buddy. Like, it's it's obvious that they are not, in fact, my buddy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like it. I also just don't like earnestness. So it's a problem. Yeah, that's relatable. Okay. Anyway, so Wanda and Bojack are in the car. 
Wanda goes, do you really think Mr. Peanut Butter baked Paul McCartney into a cake? And Bojack yeah. starts describing how, like, obviously you don't bake someone into the cake. You just, like, make the cake and then they get into it. She goes, I didn't mean to start a fight. I really didn't know if Tony Curtis was alive or dead. She's like, I've been in a coma for 30 years. I'm still catching up. You know, it was a big surprise to me when most of my family was dead. Yeah, just finding out Sinatra was dead was a real curveball. Ditto most of my family. And Bojack immediately is like, do you think we're moving too fast? And is like clearly freaking out about this living together thing. And she's like, I get it. Your friends got into a fight. So now we need to get into a big fight. Like, I don't buy it. Mm -hmm. yeah she's like no it's been great like I don't know what you're talking about and Bojack's just like yeah well it's great now but what about later and that's Bojack right yeah he's got to prematurely freak out about it because he doesn't know what the future holds and it's like yeah he's gonna sabotage himself he's really good at sabotage like here's the thing if you don't want Bojack to be self-sabotaging why did they make him so good at it (laughs) great point like it's good it doesn't add up So then Wanda tells a joke about this gardener who always knows the perfect amount of mulch to use, but who one day accidentally buys one too many bags of mulch and is so, you know, upset about this. They don't know what to do. They throw the mulch out the window on the freeway. And that's it. That's the joke. Yeah. I love how it's animated, this joke. They do a really cool style on it. Yeah, and I really like when um, Bojack's like, in an orchid bush? And she's like, well, you wouldn't really have an orchid bush. It gets erased. And then he's like, oh, I thought he was the best. And she's like, yeah, okay, fine, an orchid bush. And it goes back. <laughs> yeah, Bojack's like infuriated by this joke, though. He's like, it's not funny. And also, I want to slow down the relationship. And Wanda's like, well, like, why does everything have to be funny all the time? It's like, everything doesn't, but jokes do. <laughs> yeah, this is, again, I'm very much with Bojack. This is not a joke. It is a story. And yeah. even when it comes back around at the end, I still think not a joke. It's, it's <laughs> On its own, you think it's not a joke or the whole thing? The whole thing. Not a joke. Interesting. It's a story. Yeah, And it didn't make me laugh. Okay. <laughs> so they're driving. It's getting pretty heated when they hit a deer in the road. And this deer is standing in the middle of the road wearing camo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And Bojack's like, no, I'm pretty sure it was just a stick. And Wanda's like, yeah, no, that was definitely like a person. Wanda's (laughs) like, it said, ow. And he's like, that's Mm -hmm. what sticks do when you hit them with your car. Their windshield is cracked. Like, obviously, they had a deer. So they Mm -hmm. go out to check if the deer is okay. And the deer just limps off into the woods. Yeah, and Bojack's like, no, I'm staying in the car. And Wanda's like, gonna go find him, take him to the hospital. And he's just like, no, I'm staying here until we get to the aforementioned Prairie Home Companion Marathon. Which is on every channel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. so then he gets out to join in the search for this deer goes bojack to the rescue but he like can barely walk he's so out of <laughs> breath which again if he had just trained for secretariat he would have been fine <laughs> i did like at one point in this he goes if you want to go for a walk alone in the woods at night like you do you but i'm gonna be <laughs> here he's like okay well we've done all we can better turn around and wanda's like footprints 400 yards ahead yeah it's like how she's an owl how can you see that far in the dark i'm an owl and then she goes flies over to the deer the deer starts throwing pine cones at them yeah he doesn't have health insurance so he doesn't want to go to the hospital and they make this joke about a deer in arrears yes um also this is this deer's fourth time being hit by a car this year and they're like maybe you shouldn't like walk in the middle of the road wearing camouflage yeah i do think this is pretty funny like it's like why Mm -hmm. are deer always in the road yeah why (laughs) stop doing that but it's isn't it a thing with deer where it's like the headlights like mesmerize them and they can't and they like freeze because they think they can't be seen oh i don't know or something like that i think that's a thing i know like a deer in headlights is definitely a thing but i didn't know that was why yeah i'm I'm pretty sure like they like get frozen And I think Mm -hmm. it's part of, like, deer's natural defense in the woods is, like, they stand still and they can't be seen. I mean, that 
kind of checks out. So I think that's a thing. Again, I'm not an animal scientist, so could be wrong, (laughs) but I'm not going to Google this one. You were definitely right about the dog heartbeat I was right about the heartbeat, so I think I'm right about this. (laughs) I think I just like know stuff about animals. I'm just going to trust you implicitly from now on. Incredible. This is great because now I can just make stuff up too. Yeah. (laughs) So then Bojack grabs the deer because, oh, the deer's like, promise you won't hurt me again. Bojack's like, I promise. Picks him up. Obviously, it hurts the deer a lot to get thrown over his shoulder and he goes, starting now. Yeah. (laughs) They take him to the hospital and Bojack is going to pay the the hospital bill so that he can be made better, which is definitely not what he would have done if Wanda was not there. That deer would have been dead in the woods and there would have been like a criminal file about Bojack. Mm about Bojack's hit and run like oh Bojack got arrested for vehicular manslaughter that would have been the the plot line if Wanda was not here but so while they're at the hospital Wanda's like the one in the room with the deer and Bojack is just waiting in the waiting area and he's looking at Charlotte's card that he got at the funeral which makes me think true that the episodes did not get flipped but Wanda just didn't go to the funeral maybe because she felt uncomfortable because she had never met anyone Maybe because Bojack wanted to be alone with, like, the horsing around family. Yeah, Yeah. this made me think that it did not get flipped. It's a good point. Yeah, for sure. Good catch on that. And I was wondering, like, do you think that he's looking at this because, like, hitting a deer reminded him of Charlotte, who is also a deer? I didn't even think of that. I didn't think of it at the time. I thought of it just when I was like, Bojack is looking at the card from Charlotte. I do think. (laughs) she's a deer. But I think that if this whole thing was reminding him of Charlotte, he would have, like, immediately taken that deer to the hospital. Yeah, true. Right? But mm-hmm. it definitely could be related. It could be part of it. I think that more so it's like he's now, he has seen Charlotte for the first time in however long. And I, he's she's in his head. Yeah. And I think that's why he's picking fights with Wanda. That's, yeah, that's kind of a bummer. <laughs> it's like a pretty messed up. So Wanda comes to sit back down and goes, do you want to hear another joke? And he goes, is it a joke or is it a story? Because I'll listen yeah. to a story, but do not tell me that it's a joke. Yeah, I'll listen to another story if you stop calling it a joke. And so then that story, because I will not call it a joke, is basically a woman finds all her love letters from a past relationship and she thinks they're funny, so she sends them to that ex in the mail. She tells her current boyfriend about this and he gets just furious, okay? He's so upset, thinks like, oh, this guy knows where you live. He's going to come find you. Like, he wants you. He's going to want you back. He's going to think you're still in love with him. They get into a fight. That night, the the boyfriend takes his girlfriend home and she lives in one of those big high rises by the freeway. He leaves his window open and the door is unlocked and goes to say goodbye to her. But things are weird and tense. He gets in the car and he notices something in the rear view window in his back seat. What do you think it is? Bojack's like, oh my God, it's the ex-boyfriend. It's the boyfriend. But no, it's a bag of mulch. <laughs> See, I actually like this a lot. <laughs> it's not like it's not a joke, though. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just love the payoff. You can't call something a joke if it's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to tell you this now. And then in several hours, I'm going to give you the payoff. I love it. The momentum <laughs> is gone. Like, it's like, it's fine. It's a story. You yeah. could tell it at parties. Yeah, I think it's more, I think you're right that it's more of a story. It's not a joke. joke like there's no punchline. Yeah. I mean, the bag of mulch is a punchline. The punchline is, oh, this gardener threw a bag of mulch out his window and it landed in a completely <laughs> unrelated stranger's car. Yeah, but I do like her message of like, see, some things take time. <laughs> Maybe I just don't get it. Maybe I just relate too much to Bojack. But then Bojack liked this when it was over, <laughs> yeah. so I don't... So He's like, whoa, that's a great joke. I was like, no, it's not, Bojack. <laughs> Anyways, that's it's fine. And that ends their story. So it's kind of like that wraps... So the first part wraps up with a breakup. The second part wraps up with a like, okay, 
we're gonna keep going and then we get the third part which is diane and mr peanut butter yeah diane's like angry dishwashing yes is that do you angry dishwash i definitely i think i like passive aggressively dishwash so like if there's been like an event of some kind and like people have pissed me off or like i'll just like go and wash the dishes like gotta get away from these stupid people so i don't angry dishwash but maybe just to like not be with people like it's an excuse to get you out of the common space you know oh so you're doing it while the party is still going on you'll leave and go do well and that's great though because then you get to be like the dishwashing martyr of Mm -hmm, like i just washed all those dishes yeah and then you're like out of the situation but it's like oh no it's like just being helpful rather than like making a scene but also i can still be pissed and then i can also in addition to that feel like i have self-righteous anger because i'm like and i washed all these dishes you ungrateful jerks yeah nobody helped with the dishes yeah exactly so it adds like a nice self-righteousness that i i enjoy you are such a one (laughs) like the feeling of superiority that comes from doing all of the chores have you ever like made a scene uh no (laughs) not a scene maker I'm trying to think if I have any good like scene stories, but not really. Like my dream in life is to back out of a room doing like the double flip off. Psychedelic dumb shits. <laughs> yeah, but that hasn't yet to happen. I sometimes end up in a scene through no fault of my own. Um, <laughs> through no fault of my own. <laughs> I'm never trying to make a scene, but sometimes a scene needs to be made sometimes the scene finds you and if i'm not the one to make a scene then who will (laughs) if not me then who through no fault of my own go on do you have any examples no not really appropriate for this media it's because i get like i truly do like i know it sounds like i'm like joking or lying like oh it's not my fault that i can like cause a scene but it's just like i get like drawn into stuff and then it's like i can't help it that i'm passionate it's true like i was at like a family function and uh a family member like made a joke about something that you shouldn't joke about and i called him out on it and then everyone's like oh kirsten's like i'm like no you don't joke about insert topic here mm-hmm. like it's not funny good the world needs people like and this. then it was like okay good yeah you tell him and then it stopped and then he made another joke about it and i was like are you kidding me right now i literally just explained to you why that's not funny and now so you're you doing it again well that is the scene me yelling oh, across you, sa- you room. specifically said are you kidding me?" yeah i was like are you kidding me i literally just explained to you why that's not okay what reasons there are like i'm not just getting mad but then mm-hmm. as a result it's so funny because my whole family is just like oh yeah viana's the practical one because they think I'm just like unhinged because I care about stuff. I'm like, no, I'm just going to say something. It doesn't mean I'm not practical. I just mm-hmm. care about stuff. And then yeah. I end up in a scene and it's not my fault. They make me make a scene. <laughs> yeah. No, like not enough people are willing to take a stand for things. I think it's important that you do that. I am an eight. One I of your best traits. speak truth to power. I can't do anything else. It's all I can do. <laughs> No, it's one of the best things about you. Aw. Yeah. I'm just very glad I wasn't at the function that happened, like, more recently than that one, where the same person made a comment about, like, how there should be more money to the jail system to deal with the homeless oh. population. And I... No. My sister made a scene. Because she'll Good. do it if I'm not there to do it. Okay? Like... Who's practical now? Who's practical now? <laughs> Both of us. It's so annoying. People are so stupid. People are the worst. Like, what? You think because someone's homeless, they should be in jail? Like, shut up. 
Let's get out of here with that noise. Makes me so mad. Anyways, okay. Now I should go do my dishes angrily because that's how I'm feeling. Um, <laughs> do you angry dishwash? I guess I didn't ask you that. Absolutely not. I'm gonna. I'm never gonna wash a dish if I don't have to wash a dish. I have a yeah. dishwasher. That is how my dishes get washed. If there are like two <laughs> extra dishes that don't fit in the dishwasher, they'll wait till the dishwasher is empty to go again. I'm not washing them. Yeah, no fair. I strongly appreciated that story. I don't know if you heard of Chappelle telling that story. I think it was on RTP Rewind or something where he was saying. Oh, yeah. His mom always said that the dishwasher was broken. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, and now because she lied to me my entire life, I will put like every pot and pan in there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is it's like in my current apartment, I don't really have room to like have dishes out to dry. Mm -hmm. And what I'm going to dry, I have to wash the dish and then I have to dry the dish, too. Like enough is enough. Right? Like enough (laughs) is enough. Okay. Where does it end? Like literally, I saw a thing recently that was like, what's something about adulthood that no one prepares you for? And it's like literally you start doing dishes one day and then they're never done. It never stops. (laughs) Yeah, I I also saw something similar to that that was like, you're always going to be cleaning your kitchen 100% of the time. Like whether it's preparing for a meal or cleaning up after a meal, you will always be cleaning your kitchen. And doing laundry. Laundry also never ends. And you're just unsuitable supervised all the time Uh (laughs) yeah why am I unsupervised that doesn't feel right (laughs) I need an adult and then you're like I'm an adult surely (laughs) surely there must be an adultier adult that could come here and help me (laughs) I have to think so oh I don't even know oh god but that we just spiraled out of control there anyways that's (laughs) just another one of our seemingly unrelated (laughs) (laughs) topics more to come on that (laughs) okay so mr peanut butter's like do you want to talk about what happened she's like no keeps washing the dishes yeah but then she's like at the same time ranting furiously yeah she's like you never trust me you never believe that i just know things and every time i say i know something you're like i want to check and why don't you just believe me ever what i loved before all that is she goes why what do you think happened because what i think happened is that i said that he's dead and you said why don't we check and i said no i know and you said well why don't i just check my phone i said you never believe me on anything and i stormed out is that what you think happened? Yeah, he's like, are you sure you don't want to talk? Because it kind of seems like you want to talk. And then she's like, you humiliated me in front of all my friends. And Mr. Peanut Butter comes up with like the least helpful response of, but don't I get credit for the awesome surprise party? I know. Oh, my God. And she's like, I didn't even want this in the first place. Like, this is all just about you. And I do love that as she's like furiously popping balloons in the apartment, his ears keep going up every time. <laughs> so good she's like why did you assume i wanted a surprise party and he's like doesn't everyone want an awesome surprise party and she's like no the, the, this was all about you and he's like yeah how dare i throw a party for you like a terrorist parties oh, are the I worst that so that's why when we go to war we throw parties i was like oh my <laughs> god like you really took it from zero to two thousand mr peanut yeah, butter no, I- yeah, I, I, like, I just hate that so much where he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm such a monster for throwing you a party. It's like, oh, get out of here with that. Yeah, and then she brings up that like her whole birthday was made about him. And he's like, it was about me. The picnic was for me. The museum was for me. The whatever panel the on the wall, the woman <laughs> on the wall was for me. Like, what? And then yeah. that gets interrupted by them stumbling into the ballroom because Mr. Peanut Butter <laughs> made his office into a ball pit. BB Can 9 called. That's, yeah, I was just going to say, I have a note here that says, this feels relevant for BB Can. Yeah. Yep, uh, that's right. I know things because of you. <laughs> look at you. You're basically a super fan. 
And mm-hmm. so the ballroom came from, I guess, Diane told Mr. Peanut Butter at one point that when she was a child, she wanted a room, like a house with a ballroom. Mm-hmm. And he took that to me in a ball pit. And I'm just now realizing that a ballroom is already a type of room. <laughs> I was so stupid. You thought he nailed it. I was like, oh, she wanted a ball pit. And I'm like, no, no, no. He didn't say ball pit. He said ballroom. And that's a room where you dance. He also wanted the opportunity to make t-shirts that say, I had a ball at Diane's 35th. Which is pretty cute. Yeah, that's very good. Diane brings up that she's told him many times that she does not like parties. And he (laughs) says, but it's the thought that counts. And this got under my skin. Mm-hmm. because she's told you that she does not like this so you actually were completely thoughtless so if the yeah, thought exactly. counts you didn't put a thought into it yeah. how dare like you? you you did a lot of work for a thing that was like entirely inappropriate and not actually thoughtful it was the opposite it was thoughtless yeah yeah the ball pit thing was actually like kind of cute if it hadn't been accompanied by a party because at least he was like oh i thought this is what ballroom meant that would have been okay because that's like actually thoughtful and that would have been like an appropriate to Diane thing, but if someone made me a ball pit, I'd be thrilled. Yeah, who wouldn't be Diane? I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, she could have been if it had been a different context. Yeah, true. Then they get into the spare bedroom, which is a Starbucks-themed room because she mm-hmm. loves Starbucks, and she goes, "I don't love Starbucks," and he goes, "I know you love the independent coffee shop, but Starbucks is more convenient." It's like, oh, you do listen sometimes. <laughs> I mean, that's like a very specific thing. He, like, makes her a drink and is like, I have a cup here for Darren. Yeah, Darren. Writes, writes the name wrong. It's very authentic to the Starbucks experience. Are you are you a Starbucks gal? So much like Diane, I was never a Starbucks person, but there was one. I, I worked briefly at a hospital in Toronto, and there was a Starbucks downstairs, and I would just go there all the time because it was, like, so convenient. It was just right there. But no, not Every time I go to Starbucks, I still insist on saying small or medium, and I just won't say those words. Okay. Well, that's... Who do you think you are? Just be part of the system that you're in. If you're going to go to Starbucks, just say that you want a grande. But also... Because every time I look at it, I'm like, I can't remember. Like, like, tall sounds like it's big, and then it's like, oh, but no, it's not as big as grande, and then I don't know what the next one is, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Just whatever the medium size is. Whatever the one in the middle is, just give me that. But actually, you should never order that one, and I'm going to tell you why right now, okay? Please do. So... A venti is a 20-ounce drink, a grande is a 16-ounce drink, and a tall is a 12-ounce drink, okay? So there's four ounces between each size. The price differential between a tall and a grande is like over a dollar for four ounces more. But the price differential between a grande and a venti is often only like 25 cents. So you could just get eight ounces more instead of four ounces more for like $1.25. So if you only want a little bit, get a tall but if you want more than a tall, just get a venti because you're just wasting your money on a grande. I feel like I remember hearing this in like a psychology class or something that they do this at movie theaters that the medium size is just there to like trick you that really you should get the large because they'll always be like, oh, but if you get the large, it's only like a quarter more. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. And so it's just, it's just better. Okay. It's mm-hmm. just, just simply better. They do that on Parks and Rec too, where they talk about the like, uh, child size and they're like yeah that's the size it would be if you like liquefied a small child but yeah (laughs) and then they're like the next size down is in fact it's like a sippy cup basically (laughs) yeah it's like a whole thing and when I think that that like I think coffee shop prices probably fall under the same like economic model as like sports stadium prices Mm -hmm. 
because like there's because obviously like when you take like baseline economics it's like supply versus demand and then you find like where it intersects and then that's the price everything should be because that's Mm -hmm. what people are willing to pay but then when you put them in a situation like a sporting stadium they can't go anywhere else so (laughs) the willing to pay (laughs) actually becomes higher than what the supply demand would be because the stadium can just charge more to just increase profits here's what I think would really benefit you when you're ready to go back to Starbucks. So Starbucks has an app and you can just like load a gift card into the app and then you just spend off the app. And then when you're ordering via the app, you can customize everything. So then you don't Mm -hmm. have to feel self-conscious about being like, oh, I want this with light ice and half sweet (laughs) and light juice blend. Yeah, but I can't look into your eyes and tell you that that's what you need to do. Exactly, right? Like you just order it and then you show up and you go, hey, this one's for Kirsten. And they're like, oh, here you go. Yeah. What's your Starbucks name? Do they mess up Kirsten? Probably not if you're ordering from the app. when you use the app, it's just a printout. It has your name and it's correct. Genius. I have gotten like my name spelled in absolutely wild ways though yeah my, i think the best one i got when i was working there was uh l-e-n-z-i well that's just funny that's a hilarious Lindsay. joke i have gotten <laughs> something that i've gotten multiple times in different like spaces where you have to give your name is karsten c-a-r-s-t-i-n that's just simply not a name <laughs> uh, i think it's a name karsten karsten's a name i'm googling it Karsten spelled K-A-R is a boy's name. Wow. It's a given name and a surname. In I feel like Greek, I can see it more as a surname. The name oh. means anointed, and it is also known to be derived from a low German form of Christian, which makes sense because Kirsten is a German yeah, form of Christian. Yeah. This website this website's called Behind the Name. I'm going to now type in my name. It's the Danish and Norwegian form of Christina. Oh, did you know that? I did know that it was like from that area, but I thought it was of Christian, not Christina. But Christian is just the male form. Let's not let's stop gendering names. How about that? Okay, mm-hmm. people think this name is natural, wholesome, strong, refined, strange, complex, and serious. But wholesome. <laughs> You're also strange. And but complex. wholesome and refined are the two biggest ones, and I think that's what most people would call me: is wholesome and refined. Yeah, I think so. Okay, now I'm typing in Lindsay. From English and Scottish surname that was originally derived from the name of the region Lindsay, which means Lincoln Island in Old English. I thought it had something to do with a tree. As a given name, it was typically masculine until the 1960s and 1970s when it became popular for girls. People think this name is youthful, natural, wholesome, and refined. And wholesome and refined, also the two biggest ones. Yes. Twins! oh my god both of us so wholesome and refined the last could have that in our this week's five-star review talk about how wholesome and refined our horse pod <laughs> the is. last time your name was ranked in canada was number 83 in 1996 very uh, 90s name i think or 80s and 90s. i think it probably is yeah a 90s name but then my name last time it was ranked was number 85 in 1998 we have like similarly popular names or unpopular names. I think that the last time they were ranked, similar popularity, but I think that yours has like much higher peaks. Probably. That's very true. Yeah, my name is my name was number nine eighty three in the United States in twenty twelve. <laughs> it's currently out of the top US thousand. But there's an American girl doll named Kirsten. So you'd think that it'd be more popular in America. Maybe it's on the upswing. I don't think it is. But that's <laughs> kind of you to say. Okay. Anyways, I don't understand how we got there. Oh, because you're talking about Starbucks names. Okay. So back back to BoJack. The last thing we find out is that Mr. Peanut Butter filled their pool with Jell-O. 
And so we get Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter are just laying in the jello, which I'll admit looks nice. It looks very cool. Like when they're laying in it, it looks like something like I'd be interested in this, even though it would yeah. probably just be full of ants. This is a this is a great point. Yeah, no, I it's think really gross, but also it looks so cool. Yeah, missed opportunity to have like an, a a human sized ant in the pool. True, just like feeding on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so Diane goes, "Would you believe I'm 35?" And Mr. Peanut Butter goes, "Would you believe I'm 35?" <laughs> it's just pretty solid and they're they've kind of come back together because of all the effort that mr peanut butter put in and mr peanut butter goes we only have so many days together and i want them all to be happy and this mm-hmm. sets everything back off because diane's like you don't even want me to go on my trip he's like i yeah i'm such a bad husband i want my wife to be around me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. and then diane has like I don't want to say an outburst because it's not really that. She just genuinely puts her feelings on the table. If she's not happy with everything, she's having trouble basically getting out of bed in the morning and the concept of going on this trip and going out to help and make a difference is what helps her like actually function. Like she's really struggling. She is not doing well. And Mr. Peanut Butter does not know how to handle this. Yeah, she basically just says, like, I think that would maybe give me a reason to get out of bed in the morning. And it's just like a very honest moment from Diane. But also you can tell that it kind of hurts Mr. Peanut Butter when she says she's not happy because it's not totally clear to either of them if that means like with their marriage. Yes. But then, you know, they have to put a little bit of comedy in because Diane goes, you know, I love you and think you're a good dog. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And I love your funny face. yes you are yes you are I think you're a good dog yes you are yes you are and but like she's concerned like she needs to change and he's like but I'm an old dog I'm not going to change and he shows her what he does when she's away at work which is just sit on the couch waiting for her and when she gets home he goes crazy and it's like a very much like oh he loves her so much but like her whole life can't be just the relationship she says like I'm you're never gonna be my only priority and like basically says is it okay if I go and change and you just like stay the same yeah she's like how about I change and I still love you and you stay the same and you still love me and he's like Mm -hmm. can we do that is that on the table and she's like yeah so they go to the ball pit to I guess celebrate this Paul McCartney pops out of the cake alone (laughs) and that's it that the episode ends yeah what was the part that brought a tear to your eye I just like at the end of the episode like as they were going off to go to the ball pit I just like I had like as like I didn't cry but it brought a tear to my eye yeah yeah fair I don't know and we have some feedback on this episode Hell yeah if you're ready for I'm it. ready okay so starting with Ariel he mentions all of the like funny banners that we have had along the way peanut butter is one word don't write one word that's great I really love this episode the show starts to experiment structure more in the second season and this is a great example of that telling the three stories with the reset on each one really works for me and I think we both agree Vincent adult man gets (laughs) the ridiculous hijinks and also the kid and adult jokes are always amazing such as he throws such tantrums it's always so fascinating to watch Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane fight they tend to eventually get to the root of the issues in this case that they want different things but they decide to keep trying anyway it's kind of sweet but also kind of tragic well, and that's just the thing, too, is it's, like, I think a lot of people in a relationship, like, it's just, like, it is work to make things work, right? Mm-hmm. And, I like, every person kind of has that line of, like, when is it too much work and it's not worth trying anymore? But yeah. when you really care about someone, then that line gets kind of blurred and you're like, no, 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 but I love them. I want to be with them. And it's, like, hard to accept that maybe you're just not compatible. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so Ariel points out, and I hadn't really thought about this, but he says, I love that Diane clearly was affected by Kelsey's words about stagnation in one of the previous episodes. She says to Mr. Peanut Butter, I don't want to be one of those couples that settles into a routine and never changes. That's true. Good point. <laughs> Do we feel like they're a good couple or a bad couple? I think we are seeing some issues here. Yeah, I just I think there's a lot of issues and I'm not saying I don't think they could work it out because I think that's totally possible. But it just mm-hmm. depends. Like they both have to be super honest with their priorities and what they need and giving each other what they need. Yeah. And we don't know yet yeah. if they're capable of that. Yeah. And I think we flagged it along the way, the moments where Mr. Peanut Butter is kind of like love bombing and not necessarily being super supportive and kind of puts himself first which makes sense because again he's a golden retriever like he is acting (laughs) as the animal that he is sarah has thoughts on this as well she says this totally validates my opinion that mr peanut butter isn't a good boyfriend although he is a fun guy i personally would hate this kind of surprise and my husband would love it and we actually got into a little tiff right before we got engaged over it and i spoiled my engagement because i was so anxious that he would throw a party for me (laughs) oh Obviously, we're not cartoon characters, so we can talk about our problems, and I came to realize the engagement is not just about me, and my husband realized that I don't like surprises, and we had a party that we both knew about and was okay. <laughs> anyway, enough about me being great. <laughs> oh, great transition. Bojack to the Sarah. rescue. She notes all of the butt portraits in Mr. Peanut Butter's house. Is he also a photographer? Well, this is... Chappelle brought up the butt portraits. Yeah. Mr. Peanut Butter's caked yeah. up. But I also have never noticed those <laughs> pictures once. Yeah, I only have noticed the, the one that Chappelle mentioned. This episode breaks the idea that Vincent is a grown man, and it's upsetting to watch Princess Carolyn's delusion. Some uh, people just <laughs> see what they want to see. She said it when she was talking about that strangler. Yeah, true. And then Sarah says she really likes the some things take time joke, and I think Wanda gets a bunch of the best gags in the whole show. It's pretty good. It's just not a joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a story. Her last question is, who would you be most excited about seeing jump out of a cake for you? Oh, I've never considered this before. Me either. Hmm. Great question, Sarah. Yeah, excellent question. Is it like a celebrity or like, would it be like someone in your life? Yeah, true. Is it just like one of us jumping out of a cake? Because like, if that's the case, like, how funny would it be if like Rob's sister Nino jumped out of a cake? Like, that'd be hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and like, I just would want to see that for the jokes, not because I would like yeah, want Rob to jump out of a cake. Like, it would just be funny. Incredible. But then oh, if it's so like good. a celebrity and it's like, is it because I like them because they're hot? Because then I want Chris Evans to jump out of a cake. Mm, good answer. But Great answer. If it's not about hotness, then I, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I like Chris Evans as an answer. I think that's good. Great. All right. Well, let's go with Chris Evans. I feel like we'd both be very excited about okay, that. So. Uh, do we have any Twitter stuff? Uh, so on Twitter, we did tweet out with plenty of time that we were going to record this episode and to, to get questions. The only question we got was actually regarding last week's episode that yeah. we recorded, which I think, why not do it now? And yeah. Easy on Twitch was asking, was Mr. Peanut Butter intentionally trying to make Princess Carolyn uncomfortable getting caught deeper and deeper in a lie? Or was he genuinely excited and didn't recognize how he was making prince carolyn uncomfortable and i think both work yeah i think my guess is that he genuinely does not realize like i don't think he's sitting there being like oh she is full of it like i think he's genuinely like what an amazing story like mr peanut butter's not malicious yeah and i don't think he would like want to make princess carolyn uncomfortable like i don't think they have that relationship where he would do something he wouldn't want to purposefully make anyone uncomfortable except for bojack in that moment when bojack stole the the hollywood d yeah like, that's the only yeah. time we've ever seen him be devious. Yeah. And even then, it's like, because <laughs> someone's trying to steal his girlfriend. Steal his girl. But we also got a new five-star review. We did. So 
SE413 said, good even when they go on wacky tangents, which is a hilarious subject line. She says, I'm a pretty big BoJack fan on my fourth rewatch, probably not my last. Prior to finding this pod, I tried listening to two other BoJack podcasts and I lost interest. This one is the best by far. The hosts have chemistry, clearly put in the work to produce a quality show, even when they go on wacky, seemingly unrelated tangents, which they often do. (laughs) It works. Well, I hope you like seemingly unrelated tangents because this episode (laughs) has them. Full of them. Not like full of them. A few. Several. <laughs> so, yeah, there's certainly. But they're all related. If you're in the know, you recognize that they're all related. Yeah, exactly. And this, and this reviewer, they, they know. They get it. They know. So thank you yeah. very much for that review. Yes, we love a five-star we review. We love a five-star review. We actually only accept five-star reviews. So if you want us to read your review and value you on the on the pod then what are you waiting for leave us a five-star review and if you don't have like access leave an itunes review leave one on whatever podcatcher you use and then send us a screenshot of it we'll we'll read that too we value that as well and we're only too happy to shit that in only too happy okay (laughs) you can never be too happy about (laughs) five-star reviews okay like just don't make me make a scene Please don't make me make a scene, okay? Also, if you just want to be part of the conversation, you can email us, bojackhorsepod at gmail.com or tweet us at bojackhorsepod. I also, I I tweeted out this week asking, who do people want to hear as guests on this podcast? And uh, some answers are coming in. We're considering. It's going to be exciting. We are excited to have more guests, but I am glad that we do still have episodes that are just just the two of us. Just the two of us. Back to the basics. Back to basics. Beautiful. I think that's it. Is there anything else? I I, like. Here's the thing. I don't think Bojack did anything to put on the list. Like, if he had left the deer to die, yes, that would be on the list. But he did not do that. (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. It was like, had he gone through with just driving away, that would be very bad. But that might be the worst thing that he had done. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be really vehicular very manslaughter. High up there. It's the concept yeah. that Bojack drives drunk every other episode, and this is the first time he's hit a person. Great point. It's weird. But, but yeah, okay, well, that's it. That's all. Lindsay, where where can people find you? Yes, you can find me over on The Simpsons Then and Now, where we are talking about two episodes linked by a common theme, an old episode and a new episode. And uh, yeah, we should have a brand new episode out by the time you're listening to this. We love to see it. As for myself, you can hear me on Kowski Cast Talking Riverdale. That's Cow with a K on the Temptation Island wrap up, which I believe when this one drops, the finale will have just dropped and it'll be over. As well as when this one drops, I'll have just been on the most recent Circle Roundtable on our HAP. So that's exciting, considering that at this point in time, I have not started watching The Circle yet. Yeah, so thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Thank you to Will from America for our amazing theme song. And we'll be back next week to talk about Season 2, Episode 5 of BoJack Horseman, Chickens. I'm very ex- uh, I am very excited. Yes, this is what I actually remember quite well, so... Yes. Looking forward to this I one. think there's going to be some related tangents. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.